When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the DNVR Broncos podcast. I'm Zach Stevens, joined by my guy, Henry Chisholm. Henry, how are you doing today, my friend? I'm happy to be joined by you and everyone tuning in live and everyone that's joining us. You guys all mean so much to us. Yeah, I'm doing great. I'm pretty fired up. Uh, I mean, this this will be a fun one. Not to spoil what we're talking about. I guess the headline spoiled it too. But <laughs> jumping into power rankings and talking about where the Broncos fit in, I, it's going to be a, a fun day. I'm excited. It's going to be a really fun day. And obviously, we, we uh, obviously, um, you know, see the Broncos in, in a very good light for what they've done this offseason. But also, there's a lot of people outside of Denver that have also seen the Broncos in a very positive light, but not everyone. And before we hop into the conversation, got to tell you about one place that has viewed the Broncos in a positive light, and that's over at DraftKings Sportsbook. They've got Russ in the top 10 in MVP conversations. They give the Broncos a good shot at winning the division and you can bet on all of that over at DraftKings Sportsbook and they're going to give you $150 to sign up by placing a $5 bet on any NBA basketball game you can do that on tonight's game with the Heat and the Celtics and they'll just give you $150 that's all you have to do place a $5 money money line bet and they'll give you a you don't even have to in the bet. So use promo code DVR over at DraftKings Sportsbook when you sign up but Henry Peter King does not view the Broncos very favorably. I, sh- I shouldn't say very favorably, as impressive as we all think. And really quick about Peter. When when I think of Peter King and, and I read his work and I hear him talk, typically he is very kind to the Broncos. So that's why it, it's not like this was, you know, uh, a Raiders fan coming out and saying this. It wasn't like this was an East Coast person that typically never gives any respect to the Broncos that that comes out with, with Broncos uh, uh, in a bias against the Broncos. No, th- this was a guy that typically is pretty kind to the Broncos. And earlier this week, he put out his power rankings. Broncos, not top five. Broncos not top 10 Broncos barely squeeze into the top half of the league. Henry. It's pretty crazy. I I mean, that's the, that's the floor in my opinion, like 14th. Mm. That is the floor. If everything goes wrong this season, the Broncos are the 14th best team in the league. And to be honest, I mean, just from like watching you guys talk, I feel like I might be a little bit lower on the Broncos than you guys. How Uh, dare you get out of here. we're, We're all high, high on the Broncos, but like, between me, you, RK, it's like, yeah, I think they're a top 10 team. I think they're probably a top five team. We'll, we'll see where they fall, but it's, it's around there. 14, though. 14 is pretty crazy to, to have them ranked there. Like, because I just don't understand how they would not get better than the a jump from, what, ninth worst to top to, I don't know we'll, we'll, no no we'll, and, and I'm, I'm right there I'm right there with you Henry and and you boil it down and the two ways that that I look at it in a disrespectful way is first he barely thinks they're an above average team I mean average would be 16th he's only got them two spots ahead of that so he's saying with everything they've done they're just an above average 
team. Where last year, when we kind of looked at this team, we said if the quarterback position plays okay, like two to one touchdown to interception ratio, this team should kind of be average. And so to me, by getting Russell Wilson, they're going from way beyond a two to one touchdown interception ratio. And I think they've also improved their roster. So I I think that Peter's not given a lot of love to this Russ bump here. And then the second way I look at it is I say, okay, there's seven playoff teams. The Peter King is saying the Broncos are literally going to be the last team in the playoffs. And that's not even accounting for how many AFC teams he has above what, which we'll look at in a second. So Peter's saying this team don't be talking about winning the West right now. Talk about maybe making the playoffs. And Henry, like you said, I mean, it, it, the expectations for this team is absolutely playoffs or bust this yep. year. Not Super Bowl or bust. No, win the AFC West or bust. No, I don't think that's the case. Uh, and I would like to see them make the playoffs and win a playoff game. But but honestly, Henry, if they make the playoffs and lose in the first round, okay. I mean, it, it's still a very positive step from what they've done. Maybe then next year, it's not Super Bowl or bust. Maybe it's win a playoff game or bust. And then the next year, it's Super Bowl or bust. But I mean, you got to make the playoffs this year. If, if they don't, uh, there's going to be major disappointment across Mile High City. Totally. And I think that, I mean, we talked about this a little bit yesterday, but the reason that I think it's hard to say it's Super Bowl or bust or AFC West or bust and why I think playoffs are bust is probably the way to look at it is just because you don't know what the strengths and weaknesses of this team is. And it seems like that's for the first time in five Hmm. years, like maybe since the first year after Peyton, you don't really know what the team is going to be good at. And, and so you kind of have hmm, to get to year and patch things and offensively you look at it and it's like, okay, you have Russ. So that's the one thing they're like, okay, we have the quarterback. Now we'll figure everything else out. But which receivers are your best receivers? I mean, there's four guys who could wind up in just about any order. You know, are, are you throwing deep? Are you throwing underneath? Are you throwing across the middle in the running game? First of all, is the running game as good as the passing game? Is it better with Javante Williams? Like, can your offensive line block for the run game, for the passing game? There's just so many questions, and that's just on the offensive side of the ball. Then you get to the defense and say, so are they a better run defense or pass defense? You have Justin Simmons and Pat Sertan. What is K1 Williams? What are these linebackers in coverage? What is Ronald Darby this season? Do you have a pass rush with two guys who haven't been on the field all that much before? And then the run defense, like DJ Jones should be good, but also you lose Alexander Johnson, who is a very good run-stopping linebacker. So I really look at this team, and it's hard for me to say this is what they're going to be good at. And this is what they're going to be known for. And and because of that, you just kind of have to get through this year and figure out what's going on. I wouldn't be surprised if they're making moves at the deadline because they start to say, like, oh, no, we need one more defensive lineman or we need one more corner or something like that. But I, I kind of get how you could be hesitant to put this team up so high just because it feels like, kind of a total question mark. I, I think that's a that's a very fair point. And now when you make that argument, where my head goes is, okay, well, why do you see 14 as kind of being the floor for this team? What, why isn't it further? Is that just because of Russ? Yeah. And, and you yeah, have talent. And- you have talent too. Like of those four receivers, you're going to have two good receivers out of there. And, and you might wind up with three or four. You know, I, I think you look at the tight ends and say, ah, you haven't, you don't have a lot that's proven at tight end, but you obviously have the upside. And on top of that, you haven't gotten much out of them in the past. And so if you don't get much out of them, it's not like that's a huge step back. 
Um, same thing with the offensive line, where it's just kind of all upside. You know, you kind of know what their floor is. You know that you have talented pieces on defense. It's just, you know, is Josie Jewell ready to take the next step and be your fifth best defensive player as your starting inside linebacker? Or are you going to have to spend a lot of time thinking about how you cover for him in the passing game and who you pair him with and all that sort of stuff? I, the, I, I think that there's a lot of talent when we have a solid starting point to work off of when you look at the seven and 10 season. So you throw Russ in to a young team that was seven and 10 and say, okay, Russ versus Teddy Bridgewater. That, that should get you to 10 and seven alone. That should flip the record. Mm -hmm. Now is Javante better in year two or do these guys upgrade? And that's why I think that that 14th, I mean, that's probably 10 and seven, nine and eight right around there. Yeah, yeah, and and that's that's very fair, Henry. Uh, but when I look at this, I just think that he is not giving enough credit to Russell Wilson because Russell Wilson has been to the playoffs in eight of his ten seasons with at times a very good Seattle Seahawks team around him, especially earlier in his career, and other times not a very good team. He's had a winning record nine of ten seasons. The only time he did not have a winning record was last year when he did not play a full season for the only time in his career also came back after only missing three games with a finger injury which is pretty darn important for a quarterback so I just don't think Peter King is giving enough love to Russ now I completely see what what everything you're saying and also a new system on offense and defense uh, a bunch of young players and a team that needs chemistry and to gel that's why I would not argue that the Broncos are a top five team and should be a preseason top five team I'm even okay if they're not a top 10 team. But Henry, it's the teams that they're behind that make me scratch my head a little bit. So let's go through this. Actually, first, I, I want to read why Peter King, I'm going to let him explain to mm -hmm. us why he has them 14th. And it's kind of a long paragraph, but but I want to be fair to him and give him his, his due. So here's what he said about the Broncos being 14th. He said, when the Broncos look back at the Russell Wilson trade, they should be grateful not only for getting the, the durable Wilson, Seattle's games in the last 10 years, 176 starts, Wilson starts in last 10 years, 174, but also for not giving up left tackle Garrett Bowles or one of the three plump receivers. Tight end Noah Fant and defensive end Shelby Harris are nice people. Pieces, but we're worth but we're worth worth Wilson along of course with uh giving two draft picks you pay what you have to pay for a quarterback now can Wilson hit the ground running let's look at new Denver head coach Nathaniel Hackett's hands-on history along with Matt LaFleur in Green Bay in 2019 LaFleur and Hackett's first year in Green Bay Rodgers took 2.92 seconds from snap to throw which is a lot and averaged 7.2 yards per attempt by 2020, Rodgers' first two straight MVP years, the time to throw was down to 2.68 seconds, and his yards per attempt was up to 8.1, both very good. Wilson has to learn the Hackett way fast to hit the ground running in an impossible division. What do you think of that, Henry? He's not wrong, right? I mean, I can't say, like, bad point anywhere. It's also kind of funny, like, the way he writes, he's a great writer, but when you read the words that he writes... And he uses words like denuding and stuff like that. Like that does not I skipped really that translate. one. <laughs> yeah, you did. He did. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't really work. But um, I mean, yeah, it's a, uh, it's true. And we talked about this a little bit yesterday uh, as well. You know, the the time to throw. Like you have this quick passing offense. Russell Wilson is is going to be asked to do some different things. But with Russell Wilson, there's two different windows to throw the ball. 
There's the one that comes in the structured play if Nathaniel Hackett can scheme receivers open. And then he has the second window when he rolls out and everybody just screws around downfield and tries to get open. And, and so because of that, I do think that there is a little bit more wiggle room. Um, mm-hmm. And when you compare him to Aaron Rodgers, I mean, Aaron Rodgers does some of those sorts of things as well. And so it's not like you're going in this scenario from Teddy Bridgewater, to Aaron Rodgers, like we're or to Russell Wilson, like we're comparing in every other situation. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, they're good points. And without the specifics, just saying it's going to take time for them to build this offense and to fit together in this offense. I mean, it's, it's absolutely true. Yeah. And, and he is right that it's going to take time. And again, it just adds to what we talked about earlier and what we've talked about all off season this year, it should not be super bowl or bust for this team. It should be playoffs or bust. This team should be really good, but expecting them to win it all and be the best team in, in the AFC West, even in the division, probably a little unfair of expectations that's next year because then next year what peter king's saying is going to be right russell wilson should take a big jump nathaniel hackett as a head coach should take everyone should take a big jump outside of literally like a handful of guys like jackson probably is going to take a big jump from this year to next year but really when you look at this team there's going to be pretty much all of the right guys are going to be uh going in the right direction and so when, when i look at what peter king said uh and, and compare because he pulled out two very specific mm-hmm. stats let's look at the year aaron Rodgers had his first year with Matt LaFleur, his first year with Nathaniel Hackett, going back to comparing what 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 he did. Uh the Packers went 13 and 3. The Packers went 13 and 3 that year. Obviously not in as good of a division as this one. Rodgers had a 62% completion percentage. That is one of the worst in his career. So that's that's the fair point to Peter King. Aaron Rodgers threw for 4,000 yards. He had 26 touchdowns and four interceptions his interception rate was the lowest in the nfl for that year 26 and 4 henry it's pretty much what russell wilson did last year russell wilson had 26 and 5 last year so pretty darn close to that and i think we all expect russ to at least have as good of a season as he did last year at least i expect Mm -hmm. him to have an even better season than last year so if you're telling me that okay we're not getting Aaron Rodgers 48 touchdowns uh, to five interceptions like he had that second year under Nathaniel Hackett, mm-hmm. but instead we're getting 26 and four. Okay, that's pretty darn good. And you know what? That on this team, or let's just say Russ, what he did last year, 26 and five, 26 touchdowns, five interceptions, that on this team is better than the 14th team in the NFL, in my opinion. But I do agree with Peter's point that, yeah, next year, Russ should be even better. Totally. Yeah, and I mean, 26 and 5, you you wonder just about like the total passing yards and is there enough just production there? You might be asking a little bit much of that offensive line in the running game. Um, but yeah, I mean, if, if that's what you're getting out of the quarterback, and first of all, 26 touchdowns, that's a touchdown half per game. You need one more rushing touchdown per game and you're, you're in winning territory. Like, you're in good shape if that happens. But yeah, it, it's going to take some time. And you know, to me, I always think of Aaron Rodgers and and his Packers teams as just like an automatic 13 and three, but that really did only start when Matt LaFleur and Nathaniel Hackett got there, which is crazy to think about. And you know that I probably shouldn't say this, but I was on team, like get Aaron Rodgers and bring him in (laughs) love Russell Wilson. And I think things are going to go great. And the extra two years of youth or whatever is awesome. But in looking back at this, it is kind of crazy that, 
Aaron Rodgers was not nearly as successful just in terms of wins and losses without this coaching staff. And I think I've underrated that aspect up until literally like 30 seconds ago. I, I completely agree, Hank. I mean, you, you just brought out a fantastic point. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers has been pretty good in his career. I can't, I can't go much further than, than that, Henry. But to your point, guess how many times Aaron Rodgers had more than 12 wins? So 13 or more wins in a season before Nathaniel Hackett and Matt LaFleur got to Green Bay. Is it two? It's one. One time did he have more than 13 or more oh. wins. He went 14 and one as a starting quarterback uh, back in 2011. The next best season, 12 4. And you're thinking, okay, well, I mean, he still had a lot of 10 11 win seasons. Yeah. That's that's true, but the season before Nathaniel Hackett and Matt Lafleur got into town, Aaron Rodgers went six nine and one, by far, or his second worst season in the NFL as a full time starter. Then those guys get into town, thirteen and three, thirteen and three, thirteen and three. That's a really good point. Now you hope that Nathaniel Hackett did have a big hand in that, and he he did have a big hand in building that offense. And you hope that he can bring that here because that that's such a good point of the Nathaniel Hackett bump that could be in play as well. Absolutely, absolutely. And again, like I again, I mentioned I'm just like a little bit more hesitant to totally buy in with this Broncos team maybe than you guys. It's like yeah, Nathaniel Hackett. Awesome and love him totally and think he's going to be great. I think they made the right decision, all those sorts of things. But also, Matt LaFleur was the head coach. And as an offensive guy, like Nathaniel Hackett was not calling the plays and those sorts of things. So there is you do have to account for that gap. Like Nathaniel Hackett is not Matt LaFleur. Now he could be as good as Matt LaFleur, he could be better than Matt LaFleur, but we just don't know. What we do know is that an awesome head coach and Matt LaFleur signed off on him and there's a bump in the right direction, you know? And so you do need to see this kind of play out. And there's the staff. I mean, what is out in at this point? Like, there's just a lot of those sorts of things that are up in the air. But, I mean, again, we talked a lot about the uh, – there's somebody knocking on my door. I, I'm not sure what that's about. Um, there's, there, we talk a lot about the, uh, the way that uh, the, uh, the, the quarterback is upgraded, the talent on the team is upgraded. The coaching staff is maybe just as important. You know, that upgrade over the staff, if we're saying Russ gets you from 7-10 and 10 to 10-7, and 7, does Nathaniel Hackett over Vic Fangio get you from 10-7 and 7 to 12-5? and 5? Like, it's possible. It, it is possible. That, that could be the case. And so I want to jump into these rankings, Henry, and I want to go through these rankings twice. And if you need to go check your door, you can go check yeah, your door. Be fun. <laughs> Uh, I did just and so the smoke alarm testing thing today. So <laughs> I want to go through these things, the, these rankings mm -hmm. twice. First, I want to read them off uh, in order of one to fourteen, so everyone can know where where the Broncos are behind and who they're behind. And when I do that, I want everyone tuning in live to first hit us with a thumbs up, subscribe, turn on alerts so you know when we're going live. We really appreciate that. But then also comment in the comment section who you think the Broncos should be above, or if you think Peter King's right about being there. And then, Henry, I'm going to do this with you again and go through them, and you're going to tell me every single time the Broncos should be ahead of a team, and then we'll debate that to find out where they are. So this first time, I'm just going to read it so everyone knows where we're at and the people in the comment section can tune in. So first, Buffalo Bills, number one. Number two, Ugh. the Los Angeles Chargers. Going to make people lose their mind. Number three, the Kansas City Chiefs. Number four, the LA Rams. 
five, Green Bay Packers. Six, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Seven, the Super Bowl representatives, the Cincinnati Bengals. Number eight, the Baltimore Ravens. Number nine, the Philadelphia Eagles. Number 10, the San Francisco 49ers. Number 11, the New Orleans Saints. Number 12, Tennessee Titans. And one spot ahead of the Denver Broncos is the Las Vegas Raiders. Yikes, Peter King. That's crazy. And after reading that, people are probably going to want to hit up Light Shade Dispensary probably. to calm themselves down after Peter King said the Broncos are the fourth best team in the AFC West. And if you use the code DNVR over at lightshade.com <laughs> or in any of their 11 stores, you will get 25% off all non-sale items. And they have Wana right now, which is a fast-acting uh, sleep, helps you get asleep, helps you stay asleep it's a 20 to 100 thc to cbd it gets you to sleep quickly and then it helps you stay asleep so check out wana and also check out their newest location in barnum it's one block off six and federal it's their biggest store and they have specialty products not sold at other stores so if you want to get in on the action go to lightshade.com and use promo code dnvr check out any of their 11 locations and use code dnvr for 25 percent off yeah uh also the dnvr bar um, I guess you could mix those two activities. You know, you could <laughs> stop at light shade, then head over. You, it's 50-50, though. It's a sketchy decision. You never really know what's going to happen. But, I mean, if, if you're not into light shade, first of all, what's wrong with you? But then also go to the DMVR bar because it's awesome. Um, there's a, a bunch of cool things. I mean, go tonight. I'll be over there before the game, but then I've got to – we're going to the Avs game tonight, and so – We'll have to leave, so I don't get to watch a game there. But that's the perfect place Big to watch. Flex, love it. Somewhere to go. Yeah, oh yeah, always flexing. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's awesome. The buffalo chicken sandwich was the last thing I had there. Uh, big old avalanche beer, perfect for this time of year as well. Um, yeah, DMVR bar, it's awesome. Also, I'm very confident that I just passed my uh, fire alarm inspection, which is cool. There you go. By by staying inside and not answering the door. Kids, we do exactly. not recommend that. Do not follow Henry's <laughs> advice here. But hey, I'm glad it worked. Hopefully no one's just banging down your door with like a sledgehammer in a few minutes. Uh, or it'll all be on camera, which will be entertaining. And something that's also just as entertaining as that would be is watching the Nuggets Avs and Rockies and you can't really do that in Denver unfortunately you can't watch those teams on your TV unless you have Ivaca TV which is such a cool new way to watch TV because they have altitude uh, they have AT&T Sportsnet they have all of the ways that you can watch your Colorado sports teams and here's the kicker it's $25 a month. That's all it is, $25 a month to watch your favorite sports teams. Uh, and all you have to do is go to evaca.tv slash DNVR. And once you're there, use promo code DNVR, and that'll get you $10 off your first three months. So it's only $15 a month to be able to watch the teams that you love. Evaca is something that we've been looking for for so long. Look, I'm a sports fan. I don't need to watch the rom-com movie channels. I just want my sports shows, and that is exactly what Evoca TV delivers at an extremely affordable price. So check them out, evoca.tv slash DNVR, news promo code DNVR. All right, Henry, you're still with us. You have not burned down. Your door has not been broken in yet. Yep. So let's dive into this next part. Let's go through this again. And we'll talk about every team and say, if, if Peter King's right, this team should be 
above the Broncos. And we'll start at the top. One, the Buffalo Bills. I have no <laughs> issue with that, Henry. Yeah, I, I mean, that's fair. That's fair. I, I, they're they're one of those teams that is the combination of like talented and young, so they're getting better. And on top of that, they're proven already, and they're also they have Von Miller now as well. Like, yeah, if, I'm not sure they're number one, but I don't know how you argue that they're not top five, right? Completely agree. And now if I was the Kansas City Chiefs or if I was the uh, Cincinnati Bengals or if I was the Los Angeles Rams, I may be pissed about this saying, what the heck? Uh, these guys didn't make it as far as we did last year. What what are you doing here? But in a Broncos perspective, yeah, I mean, they're, they're ahead of the Broncos and I think everyone can understand that. Next one. Oh, this one is going to get a lot of fans upset here in Denver. The L.A. Chargers. I mean, Ryan thinks that the Chargers are the third best team in the division. Peter King thinks they're the second best team in the NFL. And Samuel Bisou in the comment section throws in, how is a quarterback that has not been to the playoffs number two? (laughs) Uh, Because look at him. Like, it's just so easy, like, when you look at that team to be like, oh, they're just going to be monsters. Like, like you throw Justin Herbert in there, who, like, he is a top 12 quarterback. He is. Oh, yeah. There's a good yeah. chance he's top 10. There's a good chance he's top 7. And he's still so young with so much upside that you wouldn't be surprised if and he's an MVP competitor. And then you throw in all the weapons that they have. You, you look at what they do with that defense. And I'm not a huge Khalil Mack fan. I think he's been overrated for quite a while. But put him next to Joey Bosa and he's going to do just fine. Like they, that is a really talented team. Um, I want to take the cop out answer of they are the exact same as the Broncos, but mm. I feel like that's not fair. Um, I mean, Henry, that's, that's exactly how I feel now. Yeah. Do I think the Broncos are the number two team in the NFL? No. So I do think Peter King has the, the yeah. chargers too high on this and just kind of like with the bills, he's kind of going out on a limb. Now he's going out on more of a limb with the chargers because it's a bigger jump for the chargers to not go to the playoffs uh, last year to uh, being the second best team in the NFL than he is with the Bills, but the, the Bills haven't been to the Super Bowl with Josh Allen. The, the Bills haven't made it there. They haven't won a championship. So he's taking leaps with both of these, but here he's taking a massive leap, Henry. And and I agree. I think the these two teams are about neck and neck, the Broncos and the Chargers. Yep. And we think the Broncos should probably be a top 10 team, but maybe borderline top 10. We'll, we'll see where we get. And he's saying that the Broncos uh, or, or he's saying the Chargers are way better than that. And, you know, there's the line in there as well where he says, you know, they've got Jacksonville and Houston weeks three and four. Then they've got Seattle and Atlanta and seven and eight. And so because of that, they through week eight should be minimum four and four and probably like they'll win some others. They're going to be in really good shape early on, but that doesn't feel like it matters in power rankings to me. Right. Like, like right. that's if you're trying to pick like who's going to be successful and what you want, I guess, if you're writing it is to be like a year from now, look back and, oh, I was totally correct. Look at where they finish in the standings. Don't write it down though, because that's not how this works. It's about how good the <laughs> right. team is. And so I do think that exactly like he makes a good point. It's a nice schedule. Uh, com- compared to the Broncos, at least. And that's going to help them kind of be in the driver's seat early on. Give me the Broncos just because I'm going to bank on the Chargers doing whatever they do. You know, either it's half the team gets injured or, 
you know, they, they wind up not being able to run the ball for whatever reason. Like, the, just Which weird things happen to the Chargers where they always disappoint, and I'm willing to bet on that. Now, I feel a lot better betting against them being the second-best team in the league than I do about <laughs> right. being worse right. than the Broncos, but if I have to pick a side, that's the side I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with. Right, and um, uh, man, I'm just not going to buy into the Chargers are going to charge her yeah. this year because they just scare, they, they truly do scare the hell out of me in terms yeah. of who they are. Number two is, I mean, that's anyone's ceiling. That's a good team, so I'm not going to say he's like <laughs> nailed that, uh, but it, it's scary from a national perspective what he thinks the Chargers could be, and Mile High Profit here says, Peter King must have had a huge purchase at Lightshade Dispensary thinking the Chargers <laughs> are number two in the NFL. We love you, Mile High Profit, yeah. and what what's extra scary about the Chargers being number two is the Chiefs are number three. Henry, I I have no issue with it with the Chiefs being better than the Broncos. It's like we talked about yesterday. Until someone, the Broncos, the Chiefs, the or the the Chargers, the Raiders beats the Chiefs, they're the Kings in, in the AFC West. And I think it's pretty obvious. Everyone knows that. Everyone's chasing the Chiefs in the AFC West right now. They mm-hmm. haven't been knocked off. They still have Patrick Mahomes. They still have Andy Reid. Uh, I'm I'm fine with with Kansas City being ahead of Denver. I do think though that last year, and, and not even last year, but in this recent stretch, this half decade of just pain, it's been Mahomes as your best player, and then I'm not sure the order, but Matthew, Kelsey, and Hill behind him, losing Chris two Jones. of those three, that's that's massive. I mean, they they took a big step back. And they're going to be just fine. And I can't argue with them being number three. But but I don't think they're a full step ahead of the Chargers and Broncos. I do think you have to say they're probably right. on paper. the best. Like, they've beaten the Broncos 13 times in a row. Like, you, you just can't say, like, the Broncos are the better team. But I do think that the gap is pretty slim. And I wouldn't be that surprised if the Broncos steal the first one or if the Chiefs struggle out of the gate. And, and it isn't so easy to regain their footing like it typically is. So I, I have them ahead of the Broncos and Chargers. But just... Just slightly, just just slightly. Yep, could completely agree. I think I think all four teams in the AFC West are kind of all slightly within yep. one another, whether it's a half step up, half step, half step down. Next one is a Super Bowl champion, Los Angeles Rams. Um, Matthew Stafford was great his first year. I, I have to expect, just like I expect Russ to take to take a step up in year two in Denver, I expect Matthew Stafford to, to take a slight step up as well. And he was really good. Uh, they did lose Von Miller. But man, did they get some additions, including Bobby Wagner, Allen Robinson? I, I think this team is going to be really, really good. So I have no problem with the Broncos being uh, not as good as the Super Bowl champions. Totally. And you know, add Allen Robinson, lose OBJ, which, you know, is still probably an upgrade. But Cooper Cup was so good last year that expecting him to do the same thing this year, it's, I mean, he would then be in the conversation for like greatest two year stretch. And cause it was probably the best one year stretch ever. Like you so see, you expect a little bit of regression there. They did add to the running game, cam Akers. They throw Kyron Williams back there too. So I, I don't know. I, I, you, my, my problem is that all these playoff games were so close. Like it feels like I'm not sure what the real number was, but what there's, there's 13 playoff games. And I think like 10 of them were decided by three points. So you have to give them credit for winning the Super Bowl, but also it, 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 they just as easily, it could have been the Bucks there. You know, same thing. We'll talk about that with the Bengals as well. But I, yeah, I, think, I, I think that's a two-sided coin because, because you can say they didn't blow anyone out so that they weren't that dominant. But then you could say, uh-oh, has Matthew Stafford gone from like the least clutch player in the NFL to, you know, very clutch? True. 
But I mean, um, throwing them here at four, that's a, yeah, they've, they've probably got to be the top four. You can make the case they're number one. I don't think yeah. you can put them outside the top five. I, I totally agree with that. And man, oh, Henry, I just, this comment section makes me scared for people's, uh, uh, for, for how people are going to be feeling this fall. People are way down on the Chargers, and I just I just don't think you should be sleeping on them. So I just I want you guys to prepare yourself. But anyways, Green Bay coming in at number five here. I think as a team, as a full roster, the Broncos are better. However, I mean, we just talked about Aaron Rodgers the past two years, and they still do have Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I'm okay having them above the Broncos right for, for this year, right now, the back-to-back MVP. I mean, you know how I feel about Aaron Rodgers, but it would just be crazy to, to, to say that, uh, that a back-to-back MVP shouldn't be in the top five. And I, I love that. Like the flex on the Packers is like, ah, uh, they, they keep losing the NFC championship game. Those losers. It's like, <laughs> dude, that's, that's a pretty good season. Like, no, like, that's definitely they, my flex on them and I'm going to keep doing it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, yeah, they've consistently been 13 and three and made it to the, the NFC championship game. Like there are a couple bounces of the ball away from having a Super Bowl title or two in there. So, I mean, yeah, you've probably got to, got to put them in front of the Broncos, but I will say they're right there with the chiefs for me. And and I do think that losing Devonte Adams yeah. is is I I think it's bigger for the Packers than losing Tyreek Hill is for the Chiefs, and I don't even think it's close. Um, that is just a receiver Agreed. who is the best receiver, I guess. I I don't know. And Cooper Cup does his thing, but I think Devonte Adams, especially in that offense with Aaron Rodgers, I mean that's a that's a massive loss, and they don't really have good replacements. And there's still questions on that roster. Now they've been able to be successful anyway. So you got to put them in front of the Broncos. But again, that's that half step right there with the Chiefs. Yep, exactly. Next one, and we can roll through uh, through this one. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, to me, you, you were talking about the the Packers potentially having a Super Bowl or two. The Tampa Bay literally has a Super Bowl. Could have almost been two. Uh, so I have no problem with Tom Brady coming back, them being head Absolutely. Absolutely. Cincinnati, they were just in the Super Bowl. However, they're number seven on here. And that's kind of how I feel about the Cincinnati Bengals. And you know what? I'm going to lump these next two in with each other, the Baltimore Ravens and the Cincinnati Bengals. At the end of this year, Henry, the Broncos will be better uh, in terms of record and in terms of just how good of a team they are than at least one of these two. And in fact, I think Baltimore wins that and that AFC North. So I'm saying that the Broncos should be not should be this year because Cincinnati did just go to the Super Bowl, but at the end of the year will be a better team than the Bengals. Uh, and I'll give a slight edge to, to Baltimore right now with, with Lamar. Yeah, I I like how you said that because I think both these two teams, it's like if they miss the playoffs, you're like, yeah, it's up. AFC's tough. If they win the Super Bowl, you're like, yeah, it's Lamar freaking Jackson or the Bengals <laughs> were just there. So, But again, you talk about those three-point games. Bengals beat the Raiders by a touchdown in the wild card round, beat the Titans by three, beat the Chiefs by three in overtime, beat the or lose to the Rams by three. So it's like, I, I don't know. I, I think that this is probably the right spot. Um, but it is kind of funny. So Peter King put this out May 23rd. May 24th of last year, he put out his, uh, his, his power rankings. He had the Bengals at 27. that's always worth remembering with all these power rankings at the end of the day like his opinion doesn't matter my opinion doesn't matter your opinion doesn't matter it's like the football games matter but yeah i mean i i'd yeah i just don't think i can put the broncos in front of the 
I'll, I'll put the Broncos behind the Bengals in front of the Ravens. Um, there we go. But yeah, that that could go in either order. I like how you put okay. it though. It, they'll beat one. One's out of the playoffs. Yep, yep. I, I love that. So right now we've got the Broncos ahead of one team in these top eight so far. Next one, Philadelphia Eagles, and this is so tough. I. I Really like what the Eagles have done this offseason. I think they've done a terrific job. And crazy enough, Philadelphia fans who hate everything that Philadelphia Eagles do, they've actually really liked this offseason. But, Henry, it all comes down to Jalen Hurts. And look, roll tide, baby. Mm -hmm. But uh, I'd rather have Russ than Jalen Hurts. And so because of that, I would give the slight edge to the Broncos here. But if if Jalen Hurts is good, Philadelphia is a borderline top 10 team. If, if Jalen Hurts is great, they're absolutely a top 10 team. And if, if Jalen Hurts is an MVP candidate, this team is a Super Bowl team. So it, it all boils down to the quarterback. And you could say that about so many teams. But when it comes to the Eagles, you're talking about it in terms of they could have a top 10 pick if Jalen Hurts isn't the guy, or they could be in the Super Bowl if he is the guy. It's that big of a variance in my mind. So because of that, we know Russ is a, a good, good, uh, a great quarterback, and we're not exactly sure on Jalen. I'm giving the edge to the Broncos. Are you with me? Yeah, I I don't even think it's that close. I put the Broncos in front. Like, great offseason for the Eagles. They finally have a direction. The, the, the draft was awesome for them. Um, the free agent pickups were really good as well. Hassan Reddick can do anything, but uh, I hate that the game between the Eagles and the Broncos happened last season because it makes me feel really right. dumb for saying that the Broncos are clearly better than that team. But I, I do think that with Russell Wilson, there's just, I mean, there's, there's a gap. There's a bit of a gap. I agree. And also with this next team, I mean, it's a similar conversation. The San Francisco 49ers at 10. Henry, I'm giving the nod to the Broncos because right now the San Francisco 49ers, I guess they're going with Trey Lance. It does seem like that. I think it was yesterday Kyle Shanahan said they're still going to try to trade Jimmy Garoppolo. But it wouldn't shock me if training camp, they're not able to trade Jimmy. Jimmy comes in and wins the job, and he's their quarterback. And we're talking about just two months before right now. The the, the 49ers were very open about trying to trade their starting quarterback. And they're still, even if it is Trey Lance, there's still a lot of questions coming out from that building about if Trey Lance is the guy. There's no oh, questions yeah. about if Russell Wilson is the guy. So give me the Broncos. Yep, yep, Broncos to me. But, I mean, this is a really good football team. It's just the question mark at quarterback that, that tanks them. You know, if, if they had Russell Wilson, they might be my pick to win the Super Bowl. Agreed. But I, it's, it, I mean, I don't need, uh, I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo is not good. Trey Lance as in his first year, probably not going to be that good. I, yeah. I, I think it's the Broncos. Although that game is going to be a test on Sunday night football. I'm so fired up. Yeah, that's going to be such an awesome game. Before we get to these final three, got to give a shout out to our friends over at mm-hmm. Green Mountain Dental, where if you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam, they're going to hook you up with a free Sonicare toothbrush. Look, you have to go to the dentist twice a year anyways. You might as well go somewhere that's part of our family over at DNVR. They'll talk Colorado sports with you because they're diehard Colorado sports fans. And then... They'll give you a gift which will help keep your teeth clean in between those six-month periods when you visit the dentist. So check them out over at Green Mountain Dental. When you support them, you are supporting us, so we would really appreciate it if you check them out over at Green Mountain Dental and schedule that cleaning x-ray and exam. All right, Henry, we're only three away from the Broncos, and so far we've got three teams that we think the Broncos should be ahead of. And this next one, I think the Broncos should be ahead of. 
the New Orleans Saints. Uh, Henry, two months ago, uh, <laughs> after they traded, they made that trade and, and everything. I, I thought they were tanking. And then they then they made that trade after Sean Payton retired. And I don't know what they're doing. I think like 11 top 10 is is their ceiling. Mm-hmm. I think this is I think Peter King is just seeing the, this team at their ceiling right now. I don't get it. They would be way <laughs> lower in my book. Yeah, me too. Me too. I, I mean, I'd have him top 20, but th- there's sure. a there's a gap there. I mean, again, it's a good roster quarterback questions. And not nearly as good of a roster as the 49ers have, if that's the conversation that we're having. On top of that, I think the reason you would give New Orleans the benefit of the doubt is Sean Payton. And he's not yeah. there anymore. Yeah. And so I, I don't really see what the appeal of this is. Like Cam Jordan, like Cam Jordan's just going to carry them to the playoffs in his age 35 season or whatever. Like this is, this, this is a wild one to me. Yeah, well, it's better, wild. I should say. It, 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 I like that. So we've got four teams that Broncos should be head of going into Tennessee Titans at 12. Ryan Tannehill, he's taking a step back. Derrick Henry it is the guy that makes me think, okay, sure, they, they could be a top five team, especially when teams are now built to stop the pass. Mm-hmm. Derrick Henry, that's just going to make him even more dominant and more scary. However, I'd rather have, I'd rather have Russ and this team than the Tennessee Titans. And this is projecting that the Titans are going to slip a decent amount because they still were the one seed last year. Mike Vrabel does a heck of a job, but man, I I just think losing AJ Brown, I think, I think it's going to catch up to them. I would rather have the Broncos. Although saying that the Titans are still a scary team on a week in and week out basis because Derrick Henry can go for two fifty any week. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. And you know, it's, I, I keep thinking they need to add more talent to that defense. Or just like okay, you you're so close to being like just freakishly good, but they don't like it's it's like they're just banking on Mike Vrabel to coach him up one level, and then right. you're like, oh yeah, this is a really good defense that fits well with Derrick Henry. I think late in the season you win a bunch of games, but I just I I can't put them in front of the Broncos. I I, I think you know that half step between the Chiefs and the Broncos. It's the same thing, but it's Chiefs or the the Broncos right ahead of the Titans. Yep, I, I agree with you. And then the final one, oh my goodness, the Las Vegas Raiders. That means Peter King has the Broncos as the fourth team in the AFC West, bottom in their division, just where they've been the past two years. He has Las Vegas at number 13, and he credits their really good offseason from Dave Ziegler as their general manager, Josh McDaniels, Devontae Adams, Chandler Jones. Yes, they have had a, a very good offseason, unfortunately, Henry. Pretty much everyone in the AFC West, mm-hmm. maybe not the Chiefs, but the Chargers and the Raiders and the Broncos have all had really good offseasons. Do you agree with this? No. Yeah. No. And I, I don't think the gap is big. I think if I were to make these rankings, it'd be like Chiefs 6, Broncos 7, Chargers 8, Raiders 10 or something like that. Seriously. Um. And this this could be the the best offense in in the AFC. I I think that has that potential. We I, I yeah I wouldn't bet on it. I, I'd bet on them being top five for sure. I guess AFC probably top three. But with Devontae Adams thrown in there with Hunter Renfro, who can get open, opening things up for Darren Waller even more. Derek Carr has been good when he's had weapons. Like you bring in Zamir White, who could uh, immediately be better than Josh Jacobs, who. Again, hasn't been great, hasn't lived up to being a first rounder, but it's like solid. Then you just have a, a decent defense too. Like I do think that 
the Broncos are in front of them. I think that the Raiders are maybe just a little bit one dimensional, a little bit too offensive heavy. Um, but I mean, works works for the Chiefs. Uh, I do think the Broncos are better. Yep, I, I do as well. So Henry, that means that the Broncos we have them at eight, and I think that's right about yeah. right. I mean that that's potentially you know the fourth seed in the AFC West. That's the first wild card team. It's about exactly where I think they are. Where they're they're mm-hmm. right there for the division and they lose the division by a tiebreaker, or they win the division by a tiebreaker. They're right there in the thick of it. And w- without going through this exactly, yeah, I'd probably have it where it's it's Chiefs 6, Broncos 7 or 8, Chargers 8, and then Raiders 9. I mean, that's where the AFC West would be. You'd have four teams in the top 10. I, absolutely. I, I think that's totally right. And it does make you wonder when we're higher on the AFC West, if that's just us being homers, you know, like, but it's just so hard for me to look at these other teams and say that they're better. I mean, we just ran through it, but a lot New Orleans, Tennessee, San Francisco, Philadelphia, we're not taking the Broncos in those games. What is that about? Yeah. Yeah, I, I I completely agree. And and we also didn't say the Broncos in their first year with the new head coach and the first year with the new quarterback are the best team in, in the NFL. There, there's still legitimate reasons to believe that there, there's more work mm-hmm. for them to do. And Henry, I mean, if they are number eight, if they are in the top 10, then, then I think our expectations for them are kind of spot on. You, you have to make, yeah. if you're a top 10 team, you have to to make the playoffs or else it's a very disappointing season. If you're the number eight team going into this year and you don't win the Super Bowl, it's okay. It doesn't necessarily mean that you, you failed this year. So I I, th- I think we nailed it, Henry. I, I think Peter King needs to listen to us when he comes out with his new rankings. Go with Broncos at number eight. <laughs> also, uh, we should say we've got uh, the New York Jets here at number 27. Maybe Ooh. headed to the Super Bowl this season. I mean, maybe he did that intentionally because mm-hmm. if any team at the very bottom could make that that big jump, it's probably them because Washington, the, the football team, he has at 26. No, the Bears, maybe, but I, I like the Jets way more to make a jump. Jacksonville, maybe that's a team if Trevor Lawrence takes a big step, but then you have Atlanta, Carolina, Houston all on the bottom. Yeah, I, I think Peter might might have done that intentionally. He might have. I think it's worth <laughs> keeping an eye on like the tw- the number 27 curse we'll see who's in there next year and i've really loved this conversation i've also really loved how pop in our comment section has been on youtube if you're chiming in on youtube hit us with a like we'd really appreciate it if you're tuning in on twitter jump over to youtube because the comments flow in much easier for us to see and it helps us more in the streams also better so thank you all so much for tuning tuning in live but i want to talk to the people even more and jump into the comment section henry yeah. and we got time for a couple of questions in the the first one's coming in from the chat. He says, my boys, thanks for all the great coverage this offseason. You're keeping me sane while I'm just patiently waiting for the regular season. From what you have seen so far, are there any players on the Broncos or on the roster the Broncos would be better without some addition by Ooh. subtraction? Personally, I think they should offload Chubb and Judy. They both seem to be heading down the bust path, and I'd rather take another crack at it and get a few draft picks. How say you? Mm-hmm. So, Henry, let, let me phrase it this way to you. Would you take a second round pick for Jerry Judy right now? Wow. Um, who's second round pick? Yeah. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't. 
Oh yeah. my goodness! But then I remembered they traded all these picks. Mm, Ooh, yeah. So, so have they a had all the picks. My thought process would be, you, you need guys who can play. Like this is a young team. You need, you need bullets, right? You need ammunition. And right now, you don't need those in the form of picks. You need those in the form of guys who can play. And there's a chance that he's there. Like we said, there's these four receivers. I think two, three of them turn out to be good. I think that that's how. I think that's a good formula. Without that pick, though, no, I keep Jerry. Oh, yep. that seems like the wrong decision. <laughs> no, no, if, no. If, I, I'm your assistant GM here saying, Henry, just just keep him for one more year yep. uh, be, just because of what he can become. And you, and you are taking yep. a gamble there. Now, if I said uh, second-round pick for Bradley Chubb. So I will say that's more tempting um, just because I, we're talking about ammunition. They have a, they've got a lot of ammunition there. You know, Randy Gregory, obviously. Nick Benino, obviously. But Jonathan Cooper looked pretty good. Malik Reed had that nine-sack season. You know, Baron Browning might be outside. So I do think that that one, that one, honestly, I think if you traded the two players, I'd be probably more willing to bet on Bradley Chubb having a good career. But given the Broncos mm. situation right now, I would take that pick. Um, or, I mean, I might even be more interested. I might say, could you could you give me an awesome linebacker or something like that instead? But, yeah, I'd take the pick. Mm, yeah, and and I think that the Broncos would as well because I don't think the Broncos are going to get offered a second-round pick for, for Chubb. I think no. it would be uh, a third, maybe. Uh, and, and he'd probably have to play and do well in order for you to get that. So that's a very interesting question the Chad. I like that outside perspective. Oh, he comes in again, says one more thing. Russell Wilson is our quarterback. Just in case anyone forgot, woke <laughs> up again today and was pleasantly surprised again, that this is still true and not a dream. And that's kind of what we're saying about this year. This year is going to be the year of just Man, it's so much fun to watch the Broncos. Expectations, yeah, there's expectations, but they're not crazy expectations. People are going to enjoy the ride, and people are going to wake up for a year just being like, man, number three is our quarterback, and we're not talking about Drew Locke, number three. We're talking about Russ. I know. I'm so excited. I'm trying to figure out how many days I'm going to go to training camp. That thought just crossed my mind. Like I might, I might have like a fifty percent attendance at the. There we camp. go. Like I can't I imagine him in the jersey. Like the pictures come out, and you're just like whoa that doesn't yeah that doesn't make sense like he's so stout like his arms are so big and it's like i i gotta see him move in that jersey like i just have to do it and i, I yeah i mean preseason is gonna be incredible we're gonna get one drive it's gonna be a touchdown there's it might be like a three-play drive just like a bomb to kj or something over the top he's a preseason yeah, yeah. legend kj hamler i think uh, <laughs> yeah. uh it's I'm, I'm so hyped for the season it's gonna be incredible I'm so hyped, too. We have two super chats that just came in. One from Z Reeves. He says, Tim Jenkins criticized our wide receivers for lacking in movement after the play is broken last year. With that being a large part of Russ's game, should we worry? Well, I think this is a great point, Z Reeves. And if that continues, 100%. I don't think that's going to continue, though, because that wasn't Teddy Bridgewater's game, is to scramble and buy time and be like Russell Wilson. So the, the wide receivers never practiced it. Now they're practicing it from the very first OTA. Yep. That's literally, they had more practice in that than practice in normal pass plays where oh. Russ threw the ball within three seconds. So yes, if that continues, it's a huge concern. They're just going to get so much practice that, that I don't think that'll be the case. Yep, I'm right there with you. I do think that that was an issue. And it, the thought, that is one of the concerns this season, but I do think it's something that's easy to fix. And not just because they're doing it in practice, but because they have Russell Wilson right there to say, hey, 
you need to get over to this sideline right here, or you need to to come back this way. Or do like he knows what he wants, and he's able to tell them what he wants. Um, I do think like like KJ Hamler, that's probably not his game, right? Like he's probably just flying downfield, just coming back afterward. The, the angles don't really work, but guys like Cortland Sutton, like that should be what he's best at, probably. Um, you know, Tim Patrick, Jerry Judy. You have the tools for sure. Judy with more tools. Judy needs to figure it out. I and mean, that's a census thing, but I, I think they'll be fine. Yeah, I think so too. And one more super chat from Mr. Orange says, keep up the good work. Let's go Broncos. Thank you so much, Mr. Orange. I know you chime in with us a lot and we really appreciate you tuning in and really appreciate mm-hmm. the super chat. So thank you so much. Next one from Denver Rivals says, hey guys, I just thought I'd give you a little break from the DNVR Rivals pitch, but remind the DNVR fan would love to see you support the DNVR, uh, the DNVR Rivals program. He says, my comment for the day is I have seen so much hate toward the Broncos chances this upcoming season. Everyone is sold on the waning Wilson narrative, and I really think the Chiefs are fine. The Raiders are awesome, and the Chargers won't charge it. If the Broncos go off like this, or if the Broncos go off like I think they will, at what point do you think the national coverage will truly believe in the Broncos? I got my lyrics down for my DNVR theme song and just have to record it. I hope I can hit you with some fire DNVR themes soon. Go Broncos and DNVR fam. Support dnvr rivals i beg you we really appreciate can't wait to see those songs dnvr rivals thank you so much and uh, um hank at what time do in the season do the broncos get that uh get that national recognition that they would deserve so week one uh, it's a scale, right? So week one, if they win 40 to zip, yeah, they're, they're going to get some recognition. More likely, I mean, they, they've probably got to win by two, three scores, three scores probably to, to get it that early. Week two against the Texans, like you can't get it there. I, I look at week three against the 49ers, where if you go 3-0 and there and you win convincingly on Sunday night football, there's, there's a window. Um, I would say around the bye week is when everything kind of comes together. Uh, I'm trying to remember. Oh, of course, it's the Jags right before that. So that game's not going to do it. Um, so that's a bad time to pick. Um, I think around week nine, ten. Nine. Yeah, right around I, there. I think if the national media is looking at this, not wanting to give respect to the Broncos, Henry, I think it's going to take all the way until week 14, until the Broncos beat the Chiefs at home they will already have had an opportunity to beat the Raiders twice they will have already had an opportunity to beat the Chargers I don't think beating the Raiders is going to move the needle that much I think beating the Chargers could open people's eyes but if you if you beat the Chiefs in week 14 and then you have that good record going into that game that's when the national media will go from this is a good Broncos team to this is a Super Bowl contending Broncos team yeah just looking I mean Seahawks, Texans, Niners. Niners with a big win, maybe. And there's a chance that the Niners don't look that good because it's of true. Trey Lance struggling. It, that is true. But then I think if you're 6-0, and because that next stretch is Raiders, Colts, Chargers, that Chargers game could do it for you. It could. It could. If you're 6-0 yep, right there. If you're six and oh. Yep. I, if, I completely I mean, agree. If you're 5-1, and one, eh, I don't know. And then from there, I guess Jets and Jags. No, that's yeah, not going to do it. That, the record buy, then, a, then the Texans. I mean, it, the the juicy games aren't until that back stretch, and and the juicy games is is where you get that national recognition. 
It's true. Good question, though. I, I like it that. Is. Next one from Howler Bro Surf says, hey, guys, I'm a bit behind on pods this week, so apologize if this was addressed after Monday's pod, but love the question about the new team names and mascots. Zach, RK, and Jose, a commenter. Great work on Montreal Monsters and Mexico City Aztecs. Is the London Knights or Monarchs too on the nose? The Amsterdam team could be the Flying Dutchman. I think that'd be pretty sick. Oh, man, Haller Bro Surf, I think you nailed those. I, I think London Knights would be great. Yeah, I think so too. I, I, yeah, I mean, I just can't imagine they'd put a team in London. Like, I, it's you'd almost need like a European division. Who is signing to play in London? You, you would have to have multiple teams in mm. a similar area. And when I mean similar area, I mean like, Germany and London that's not even like that close but you'd have to have multiple teams so it, it we're we are years away from this happening because yeah. they're not just going to move the Jags just to London and that'd be it so, yeah the like those flights across the Atlantic every other week I'm mean, yeah. one way every week I guess but like you'd almost have to give them like an increased budget or it's like your cap yeah. space is just like 30 percent more Yep. Just because you're nobody is going to want to sign up for that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. 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 It, it, it's a really good point and something that would be so difficult to figure out how to do it right. Which Bronco do you think would be most likely to be willing to sign to play in London? Menelik Watson. <laughs> of course yeah that's his british answer. accent <laughs> oh. we've got time for one more question here coming in from orange blue for life says is it possible they are working browning at outside linebacker because they see a scenario in the season where chubb and gregory are out the same week their history tells us that is probable i think it's smart if they're planning on that um because just like you said orange and blue for life that their history tells us that that's probably going to happen at least once. Mm-hmm. And you're just naive if you don't want to plan on that at all. So I, I think that would be really smart. And that could absolutely be a reason. And then Henry, this morning we found out from Mike Kliss that Jonathan Cooper is going to be out the rest of the off season program after hurting his thumb or after hurting his finger in Monday's off season or OTA practice, he's expected oh. to be back for training camp. But Henry, anytime an injury happens, we always hear that they're expected to be back for training camp. And and I swear it's about half the time that they're not back for training camp. So this concerns me. And now you have Randy Gregory, who's supposed to be back for training camp, but going to miss all the offseason. And now uh, Jonathan Cooper, who got one OTA practice in and is going to miss the rest of the offseason. That's four of your six guys right there. And and that's not even talking about some other guys that have injury concerns at that position. Mm-hmm. So uh, the depth is already being tested at outside linebacker. Yeah. And I, the good news is, it's not just depth at outside linebacker. It's just front seven depth in general. And maybe maybe not quite so much on the defensive line, but in a pinch you could throw a Randy Gregory there. Like you, you would have a couple options. There's so many different ways you can put all that together that they should be just fine. I mean, when you have Draymond, DJ, Deshaun Williams is good, Bradley Chubb, Josie Jewell, Alex Singleton, Randy Gregory, Malik Reed, Baron Browning, Jonas Griffith was solid, uh, Nick Benito, Telvin Ajim, and probably five more guys beyond that if you're missing three four even five of those guys there's a way to make it work and it might not be your perfect fit for the three four that you want to run or whatever but in modern football it's about putting players in positions and with a young defensive coordinator just stereotyping you'd expect him to be thinking kind of that way and not 
this is what we do is three players line up here. This guy goes here. This guy goes there and just sub people in, you know? Yeah, and that's going to be uh, Evro's task this year is using yeah. all of the talent and depth they have to to his advantage. And I see the comments coming in from LDJ Vash, the man, Mark IT Snatch. We don't have time for those today. Recomment those on today's podcast so we can read them tomorrow because I really want to get to your questions. Henry, this has been a blast. I'm happy mm-hmm. we were able to find a way to get the Broncos in the top 10, but we weren't even trying to. I just honestly think that's where this team is right now is a top 10 team. And I have had a blast. Shout out to Super Producer Kale uh, for helping us put this show together. Shout out to everyone that's tuning in with us live. Shout out to everyone that's in on the podcast. Shout out to you, Hank. Thank you so much for joining me today. We'll be back on the DNVR Broncos podcast tomorrow. Have a wonderful Wednesday. Thanks for tuning in. We're flying cotton, we stick to your lips Now I know those lips ain't mine They haven't been in a long, long time I'd like to patch it up, I wanna change your mind I'll take